Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to another impressive episode of Podcast Dark Elevation, the only podcast in all of the world of wrestling that focuses itself on dark and dark elevation. As always, I am your host, Dirk Elevation. I apologize very much for not having an episode last week. You know how things can be working in the salt mines. They make you work double shifts sometimes. Sometimes you got to be the guy who, uh, you know, wicks up the extra salt. And then no water breaks as well. So it's rough. It's rough working in the salt mines. Uh, will that change in the future? Possibly. Will that make it easier then to record this show? Ooh, I don't know about that. I would like to say yes, but I can't. But point being, we're back here again. We're we're doing the stuff, and uh, as well, not as always, but once again, I am uh, contributing to Pro Met Wrestling Musings, PW Musings on Twitter. Uh, you will see me doing some power rankings uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, that will, I, unfortunately, will not be mostly dark regulars who are going to be highest scoring in these power rankings. Unfortunately, but enough about that. Let's get into some of the AEW from this week. We, of course, need to address the fact that there was a dark special this Saturday. Uh, we had the acclaimed defeat the workhorsemen. Danny Garcia defeats Aaron Solo. Hook defeats Peter Avalon. And Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers defeated the firm uh, Cassidy, Moriarty, and Matt Hardy. Uh, so that that's that's worth bringing up. Just mentioned that it happened. It's mostly stuff that is meant to be setting up for the actual show that happened. It already happened. It was quite good, but I'm not going to spend too much time talking about any sort of elements from that. We're going to go straight into Dark Elevation, which was filmed last Wednesday, the 1st of March at the Cow Palace, that historic Cow Palace. It sounds like a like a Grateful Dead venue or something, as I've said before. Uh, oh, he's got a tape from the Cow Palace. They do a 15-minute version of Shakedown Street. That doesn't even seem like a long version. I can't get into another rant about how I don't like Grateful Dead. I can't do that again on the show. Just because the Cow Palace reminds me of some kind of dump venue uh, point being we start off with Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose they defeat J-Rod and Sandra Moon in 4 minutes and 21 seconds I think I like J-Rod J-Rod's been up before I think I've said this before uh, just tall I'm assuming J-Rod's the tall one I can't remember uh, Paul White and Matt Menard certainly do not help very much uh, at one point, I do need to, before I forget about this, at one point, uh, uh, Paul White accidentally called Aubrey Edwards Arby Edwards, um, which just, you know, made me hungry for for a non-Arby's roast beef. For some roast beef, just not Arby's. Uh, but Sandra Moon was also there. It'll be interesting to see... What Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose do, 
it looked like they were going to break up at one point. Uh, Nyla Rose, obviously, an AEW original, and Marina Shafir came from NXT, but, like, barely. Like, it, it, it counts, but it, do, it doesn't count. Uh, so, it'll be interesting to see if they do anything with that, with them splitting up. I, I don't know. Uh, that would give us a chance to have uh, face Nyla, though, which which everybody likes, which is fun. So, they could go that direction. It does feel like they are particularly removed from any storyline right now. So, I you know, I would support that. What are they going to do otherwise? Just tread water? Give them something to do. Brian Cage with Prince Nana defeats Rob McKnight in 2 minutes and 14 seconds. Uh, our our favorite announcer, Matt Menard, made a joke about Rob McKnight singing back at one. Uh, I would be a liar if I didn't say that I thought about making that joke. Uh I didn't though, but I think the point does stand. Well, I'm I'm kind. I didn't make it because he already made it. But I think I think the point does stand that Rob McKnight does sound like more of a musician name than a wrestler name. So I'm not gonna tell him what to do. But Rob McKnight is not as good as it gets. Uh, yeah, Rob McKnight has kind of a cool look. He kind of looks like a. He kind of looks like biker taker, like like a small biker taker, uh, like and I don't I mean like a guy who who might take your bike. Uh, he 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 seem he seems like somebody who might who might who might steal a Schwinn or two. Uh, Brian Cage continues to look very strong. I read something that said that on Fightful Select they had news about Brian Cage and his contract situation. I remember he got renewed last year around this time and everybody was a little bit surprised because they hadn't been doing anything with him. It seems like that was the correct move, move to extend, to uh, pick up his extension at the time. Looking back it seemed it was it was strange then, but now looking back it seems like they've gotten some good uh, content out of him. Ugh. Ugh. They got good matches out of him. Gosh, why did I say content? Ugh. Ugh, bad word. Uh, anyway, Rob McKnight did not last long in this one. Then we had Juice Robinson defeating Titus Alexander in 4 minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, Juice continues to have matches here. It's unclear what the plan is with him. But maybe something has opened up on account of the Elite not having the titles anymore. Perhaps not being on the same page anymore. Maybe sort of an old bad influence friend shows up in Juice Robinson. Hey, remember us? We were part of the Bullet Club. You you, you know, you, you palled around with... Uh, Gallows and Anderson for a while. Come on. Let Juice hang out with his friends. Um, yeah, that's that's all I remember about that. Juice Robinson, you know, is fine. Uh, 
I don't know what the plan is with him though. And and I hope the plan is not to have him jump a bunch of people in line. Sky Blue defeats Layla Gray in two minutes and fifty two seconds. Uh, this was fine. I think Layla Gray is actually pretty good at ragdolling. She made Sky Blue look more powerful than she usually does. That um, oh, I can't even think of what she calls her finisher. The sky is the limit, or the Blue uh, Monday, goodbye Blue Monday, um, something something like that. Oh oh, hey, this episode came out on a Monday. That's what she should call it on. Good 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 sky blue Monday. Oh man, <laughs> good sky blue Monday. Okay, um, that is a. That is a Kurt Vonnegut reference. And, uh, you know, maybe you don't get at that, but uh, so it goes. Uh, last last thing I have to say about Layla Gray is not a Vonnegut reference. Uh, it is that she seems to be going by the, the baddest of the baddies, which I guess works because she was the last baddie standing because all the other ones left, so... Like the 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 baddest baddie or something like that. That's a fun, that's a fun little name for her to go. Even if she ends up not being part of the long term plan with uh, Jade Cargill, uh, that could be a fun name for her to keep. The baddest of the baddies. Uh, Penelope Ford is the super bad girl, so maybe they could do something together. Maybe they would feud. I guess they would have to feud on dark. It would be nice to see like a, like some kind of a. Uh, no DQ match on Dark between Penelope Ford and Layla Gray, the baddie, the the super bad girl versus the baddest of the baddies, a, a bad match. You'd have to name it in some way that like it doesn't sound like you're saying it's a it's like a lousy match, but it's possible. I won't discount that it could happen. Christopher Daniels defeats Cole Carter in five minutes and ten seconds. Hey, remember Cole Carter? Remember the factory? Remember QT Marshall? I, I kind of miss. I don't. I, I miss. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I miss the whole factory, but I do miss. I do miss QT Marshall. Cole Carter, kind of a you know a goofy guy. He's he was in this match. He was fine in it. And, uh, Christopher Daniels. People like to see him. He, they're a fan of him. It's unclear how NorCal feels about an SCU guy like that. But it seemed like they were happy to see him. There's not really a NorCal guy. There's no there's I uh, I mean Powerhouse Hobbs, but there's not there's not a lot of guys who talk about being they don't embody the oh I guess maybe powerhouse Hobbs does I don't when I think of North California I think of like angel investors for some kind of uh, computer company that I don't know they invented the the uh, the right click on your mouse and now they spend all of their time putting money into like a startup that will uh, 
allow you to take out uh, quick loans on your organs. Uh, for your like, you can sell your organs to Peter Thiel, uh, and then, but you'll get the money up front, and they won't try to kill you or anything. Or maybe they will. You, you, nobody reads those terms of service guides. Unclear, but that would be what I think of as a North Cal guy. So no wonder a guy like uh, like Chris Daniels, despite being so- Southern Cali, uh, is liked by this Cal Palace fan. These fa- fans. Then we had an ROH Women's World Title Proving Ground match, which I suppose is the same thing as an Eliminator. Athena defeats Brooke Havoc in a minute and forty-eight seconds. Brooke Havoc got an entrance. I don't know if that's a common thing that's going to be happening. I don't know if they did her a solid in front of her home crowd. Who, To my knowledge, Brooke Havoc does not run any sort of startup. It, but if she did, it would probably be about uh, disrupting uh, small streams causing Brooke Havoc. Havoc can mean actual disrupting, but also maybe it disrupts in the way that Silicon Valley people say disrupt. Can't say for certain. Anyway, Brooke Havoc seems fine. I mean, the crowd seems to like her. I, I, again, it, it, as always, I'm not trying to put her, give her time over some of the other people who are not getting as much time. If if there were two matches, if there were two women's matches tonight, instead of a, a Jay Lethal, Orange Cassidy rematch from a month ago that nobody even remembers is a rematch, which you know if you want to give Tony the benefit of the doubt, he probably booked it. He probably forgot that one happened. But it's International Women's Day, and there's one women's match, so there's not room right now for Brooke Havoc. And if I'm going to make room for somebody, it's going to be Trisha Dora, for example. Uh, This is a lot, all this to say, uh, this is nothing against you, Brooke Havoc. I'm just saying, I I think it's nice that you got to have your own entrance in front of your home crowd. I think that's very nice. I th- I think everybody would be lucky to have something like that. And I hope you stick around. I just think you're going to stick around having matches that are a little closer to this than the matches that most people who have entrances have. I think that was I think I said that diplomatically and correctly. I don't want to because I don't want to come off saying that I have anything against Brooke Havoc. Unless, except for people who are actually like throwing rocks and damming up little streams, I have I have a problem with that type of brook havoc. Let the let those tributaries flow into the larger bodies of water or out of the larger bodies of water. I don't know what makes a brook a brook. Sometimes they babble. I've heard that you don't hear other bodies of water babbling. Mostly just brooks. And then at the end, Athena is continuing to cause havoc. Oh, trying to trying continuing to cause pain to brook havoc. And then Willow Nightingale comes out. This is this is great. 
I'm excited for the two of them to have a match for the ROH women's title. And I assume that Athena's going to win. But I also want to know what happened to Yuka Sakazaki. It seemed like they were setting up a match between the two of them. Maybe maybe they put that on the burner. I mean, she did. Athena did mess up Yuka Sakazaki's leg in kayfabe. So maybe she's she's off to Japan. Yuka is. I don't want to be. Pro, I don't want Jr. to call me pronoun boy. Yuka is off to Japan. And then, in the meantime, Athena will fight Willow. And then, when Yuka comes back, it'll be the bigger one for final battle, maybe. I think... I can't remember if Athena is fighting Willow at final battle or something sooner than that. I'm still getting used to ROH, which I will not be covering on this show. Unless something related to ROH happens... On dark and dark elevation, but I'm not covering those shows. That what I I can't. I'm already working doubles in the salt mines to to keep this rink-eating podcast up. You think I can afford Honor Club? You think I have Honor? I don't. I don't. I, you, I I'll sign up for for Ring of No Honor because that's where I belong. We have Lance Archer defeating Jack Manning in 3 minutes and 25 seconds. Not to be confused with Jake Manning, the Man Scout. Jack Banning, the Ban Scout. Looking for things to ban? I don't know. Anyway, Lance Archer continues to innovate in the realm of dragging a guy out to the arena as before he beats him. In dragging a guy out throwing him down the corner, and then fighting a guy who is already in the ring. Just a, just a tremendous... I, I don't... Just... You, you, people say, like, in storytelling, everything should... You shouldn't have any sort of, like, loose threads. If you're Lance Archer and you want to throw a guy, and then I don't ever find out who that guy was, and you just move on to the next thing, that is a loose thread that I'm okay with. Because it's it's very funny. Uh, what else do we have? Evil Uno. Oh, this is our main event. Evil Uno defeating Lee Johnson with Cole Carter. Cole Carter came back out. Hey, look, another factory member. We still don't. We ha- and we saw Solo at the special event, which was also filmed around the same time. So I guess no Camarado and no. Uh, no, none of the big guy. The big Q. Uh, Q QT Anon. But, anyway, Lee Johnson loses. So, the fact, no wonder QT didn't want to show his face, because both of these guys lost big time. Evil Uno getting something to do here, while his buds were fighting the good fight. Uh, in the in the battle royal, uh, you know, good for good for evil the evil one. Oh wow! Actually, now that I say it like that, that actually sounds more menacing than evil Uno. The evil one, yeah. 
That's that is um. That's way yeah. What is what is evil in Spanish? Hold on. Malvado. So he could, if he wants to switch it, he could be the Malvado one. That's not. That's not as good. I don't think. Malvado Uno. No, I'm gonna work on that. I think Evil One. I mean, that would make people think maybe you're like Satan or something like that. The Evil One. But anyway, that's the end of this show. It was fine. It was it was extra content for YouTube. Now, I guess I kind of enjoyed Sky Blue and Lily Gray more than I thought I would. Uh, Lance Archer throwing that guy like that. Very funny. Other than that, pretty skippable. Speaking of skipping... Let us skip on over to A Dark A. I've only been doing this forty something times. AEW Dark number one eighty six, also taped at the Cow Palace, except uh, on Friday. The ramp. The these were these were with the rampage. We have. We open up, we have Sky Blue defeating Milo. I guess uh, Otis could not join her at ringside. Oh my gosh, wait, there is a wrestler named Otis. Wait, wait. I, that was going to be a throwaway line, but now I want Milo to actually tag with Otis. Um, yeah, that's... That... that this has been a, a strong make Dirk makes himself laugh episode. Milo and Otis. Oh boy. Uh, don't look up what happened. If you if you're if you're not familiar, Milo and Otis uh, was a movie about a dog and a cat. Uh, and if you are familiar, uh, don't don't look up uh, anything about the filming in that movie. It's not great. <sighs> Anyway, Sky Blue wins again. She's probably going to lose to Ruby Soho. Both of them are kind of doing the best stuff that I can recall them doing right now. So that could be a fun match tonight. It would not be the match that I led with coming off of the momentum, the shift. But it is, it's, yeah, it's something. We can, we can certainly work with that. Brian Cage with Prince Nana defeats Bad Dude Tito in four minutes and seven seconds. Hey, I like this Bad Dude Tito. Um, that's Bad Dude. Bad Dude Tito sounds like he could be teaming with Evil Uno. By the way, how do you say Bad Dude in like Mal Malhombre Mal 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 Malhombre Malhombre Tito. Bad dude Tito. Uh, Taz made a, made a vodka joke. None to be made here for me. Uh, 
I'll, t- I'll tell you who, who wasn't a bad dude, Tito. Uh, the guy who ruled Yugoslavia. That's a good Tito. Don't don't ask me to follow up and tell you anything about Tito. I don't know any. I don't know anything about him. Uh, had the had the uh, most attended uh, state funeral in in world history. Uh, I know that, but uh, not gonna not gonna try to flex my knowledge of Yugoslavia on this one. But bad Dutivo, I would like to see him again. He was a lot of fun. I I really thought for a second that maybe maybe because I was reading all of this stuff that said that, that Brian Cage's contract was coming up maybe that was spurred on by him losing this match it, and because I they mentioned Bad Dutito is a guy who's on NJPW strong so the point the point being uh, Brian Cage could have lost I, I kind of bought into that don't you love that about this pod that I just tell you that there is news out there about other things? I'm not paying for Fightful Select. Again, I, I'm i already... I come home covered in salt. I look, I look like a, a road after a, after a snowstorm. My, my, uh, my lovely wife, Mrs. Elevation, says, why, why, why do you... Um, why do you like this? And then she... She she goes to cry on my shoulder, and I'm already so salty because of the salt. I mean, the salt of the tears. She says, "Why can't you get a better job? Not in the salt mines." I said, "Somebody has to get the salt for this family." And anyway, that's why I don't have Fightful Select. Lance Archer defeats C Four. Cody Chun and Guillermo Rosas in a minute and 41 seconds. So that's a fun little handicap match. Throwing these two guys around. Uh, Jake Roberts um, is back. I like that. Uh, Lance Archer continues to find ways to be a guy who throws a bunch of people around. And I appreciate it. I I enjoy it quite a bit it's fun it's fun to see him do that I will hope we see him fight I, I hope I hope we see him step up to be part of some storyline soon he seems sort of removed in the way that he's sort of like where powerhouse Hobbs was two months ago it's fun to watch you beat people up on on dark but when are you gonna be part of something bigger and now he is powerhouse Hobbs is is part of uh, he's going to fight for the TNT championship so I don't know maybe Lance Archer could be I mean Lance Archer is a little bit more needs it doesn't need it as much as as uh, Hobbs does because Archer has held titles before he's won titles on uh, you know New Japan titles but he's won them on AEW television so yeah, that's that's that. Um, Takeshita defeats Jack Cartwheel in three minutes and fifty six seconds. Jack Cartwheel is a lot of fun. The you have you know Takeshita is one of the most beloved wrestlers right now. 
It's not even something that's up for debate. People get so excited for Takeshita matches. And Jack Cartwheel got people cheering for him because he's so fun with the cartwheel. I don't see any reason why Jack Cartwheel should not be on, like, all the time should be on Dark and Elevation. You might not have anything to do with him right now. He looks very tiny next to Takeshita, who is a, a bigger guy. I don't know what he would look like next to, I don't know, like Brian Danielson or somebody like that. But Takeshita ends up getting the crowd back at the end. By the end, they are excited to see him put a knee into the face of Jack Cartwheel. And he cartwheels no more. Uh, maybe he can... Are there, are there any other... Well, there's that guy Flip... Something. It's not Flip Wilson. That's an old old-timey comic but there's that other flip that from the the classic you're you're the dumbest person i know and i know osprey tweet that guy's name is flip uh not the person who sent it uh i uh the other guy the 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 one who is who it is about um but i don't know could there be a wrestler named summer salt would that would that work I think that would be pretty funny. Just a lady who somersaults a lot. I'm trying to think. Cartwheel, somersault, flip. Those are all of the main tricks. Right? Handstand. That's... I don't know what that'll do for you. Big Bill defeats Julius Coleman in 2 minutes and 27 seconds. Big Bill... Looking great, destroying guys like Julius Coleman. He's like a. I I don't know exactly. What because because. Right now, just seeing them two matches apart, Big Bill and Lance Archer are kind of doing the same thing right now, where they're just mowing through guys on dark and elevation, and then they are serving as foils to smaller guys on when they end up on TV. That seems to be where they've both been for a little bit. I'm sure there are some differences with the obviously they're different hair. Uh, one of them wears jeans, the other doesn't. Um, Jake Roberts, Stokely Hathaway, different type. But they both have managers, so that's probably closer to being similar than it is different. Um... They were the uh, Lance Archer very religious. I know that about him. He, he's a, he's a real go with Christ guy. Good for him. Uh, Big Bill don't know anything about his religious. Affiliate. I I would believe that Big like you know and and I know that Lance Archer used to be a quarterback and I would believe that like Lance Archer is like. Like like you're like Philip Rivers's or your uh, I'm trying to think like two Tango Vailoas where they're just like very much like like God's gonna get this for me I'm gonna I'm gonna win a Super Bowl and 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 God's gonna take me there uh, through my through my faith in the Lord and then I think that like Big Bill is more of the like uh, like the Tom Brady's and the um, I'm trying to think of the other like real head case type guys who are just like 
oh, I'm going to keep to a routine. I'm going to be so routine focused and not eat a strawberry and I'm going to be cut. And that's, I'm, I'm going to replace God myself and, and become a champion. I feel like that, that I would say is the biggest, uh, sort of difference between Lance Archer and Big Bill that I can name by looking at them. But they're both just like big guys who like to beat people up and then serve as foil. So I would try to find some way to distinguish the two of them. That's where I am right now. Now Willow Nightingale defeats Zoe Dubois in two minutes and four seconds. Very happy to see Zoe Dubois again. I'm glad that they like her. I'm glad they're bringing her back. Don't think she showed off as much in this match as she did in her debut that I don't remember who it was against. But she does have this sort of this this black swan thing going on that's fun. Uh, Athena came back came out at the end of this one, tried to cause more trouble, ended up throwing around Zoe Dubois instead of Willow as she had planned. Uh, so I'm yeah I'm I I probably should have saved my talk about all of that for here, but I used it up. I mean, it, it's it's well known that I like Willow. I don't have anything else new to add to my love of Willow. Uh, this was a shorter match. I yeah, and I do I do hope we see Zoe Zoe Dubois some more, and and hopefully I don't remember her first uh, run or her. It's not really a run. Her first appearance, but I would like to see her on a show uh, with uh, Daddy Magic because he. We'll have a lot more fun saying Zoe Dubois than than Taz will. A.R. Fox defeats Ryan Nemeth in 6 minutes and 37 seconds. I am a well-stated fan of uh, Ryan Nemeth. I think he's doing good good work right now on the lower part of the card. I'm, I'm a... Uh, what are we going to call ourselves? Right... Uh, the Nemethes, Nemethes, like Nemesis, Nemeth, the Phantom Nemeth, the the Phantom Nemeths, uh, Nem, Nemeth heads. I am, I am going to call myself. I'm going to call myself a Nemeth head. I'm, I'm here to admit, I, I am, I am willing to put it on record that I am a Nemeth head. That's that, and AR Fox is great, and I'm glad to see AR Fox getting some wins on television or not on on YouTube, but some some singles victories against real opponents like Ryan Nemeth. Uh, and uh, and I'm glad to see Ryan Nemeth doing his thing, still still being a hunk. And. So that's the end of this. This was better, I think, than than the than the dynamite or the. It wasn't better than dynamite. I'm not gonna say. I'm I'm not I'm not that big of a of a drum beater for these shows. I would say this was better than I would. I think Brian Cage and Bad Dutito was a lot of fun. Uh, one oh, now that I'm thinking about Brian Cage, what is the thing? He looks like it looks like he throws the cigar away and then puts it out. On his opponent's back before he power bombs them. I, w- I would like 
Brian Cage to go to mime school, get a better sense of of these invisible objects. Could, could you imagine a Brian Cage mime? That's just funny to think about. But yeah, that was that was fun. Another fun Lance Archer toss a guy around thing, and then we got Kanosuke Takeshita and Jack Jake Jack Cartwheel, which was also a, a blast. Maybe my fi- definitely my favorite match of the whole thing, and it got to show off somebody I don't usually get to see. So this was this was more fun than the other one. Uh, could if you're only gonna check out one of them, I would say check out the dark rather than the elevation. And um, yeah, I'm excited for the show tonight. I'm excited how they build off of Revolution. A lot of times they seem like they do drop the ball. Leading out of pay-per-views, they they sometimes they do a hard reset or they just they they don't have matches for on the card that I'm like oh yeah I'm excited to see that um but uh, let's see what they got let's see what they put forward tonight because I think we'll whatever it is I think we're gonna have fun with it as a group of fans who watch this stuff and um. That's all there is to that. So continue to subscribe. Uh, follow at Dark Elevation on Twitter. Uh, you can uh, reach out. Tell us what you think of the, the show. Tell me what you think. Um, yeah, follow me there. Give this some kind of positive feedback in whatever podcast mechanism you use. Uh, read me and everybody else on PW Musings. And uh, just keep on keeping on. And remember that, you know, you're not down and out. You're just, you're, if things are going bad, just think of yourself as you're sort of heating yourself back up on dark and dark elevation right now. That's it.